Hello, Duncan Green here with a roundup of blog posts on From Poverty to Power for week beginning 15th of April. Sorry if I'm a bit croaky. Um, I managed to get a cold in the Philippines. It's a bit of a misnomer calling it a cold when everybody gets sick at 35 degrees. But um, anyway, everybody seemed to be ill and I couldn't help but pick it up. Anyway, I'm better now. Um, so the big news this week is a, f- a fab redesign on From Poverty to Power, thanks to uh, Amy and Ben, uh, who put it together. And um, the idea is to make it simpler to use, especially for people reading on mobiles, and to give you a lot more sight of content, um, uh, uncluttered page with more content on it. But do tell us what, what you think, because we're going to be tweaking it over the next few weeks, so any, any feedback is very welcome. Right, on with the posts. So the links I liked um, on Monday was dominated by the Sudan, uh, the overthrow of Bashir, the uh, the role of women in the protest movement. Um, really, you know, fascinating process. Is this an Arab Spring 2.0? Is it something much more sort of controlled by the army? What's going to happen next? I've got a, a great LSE Sudanese student who's going to write something for me in between prepping for her exams. So I'm hoping that she'll come through with that in the next few days. Um, interesting times, both in Sudan and Algeria. Um, on Tuesday, Ruth Main uh, of Oxfam's research team um, wrote a piece asking really whether INGO advocacy and campaigning are up to scratch. Are they, are they good enough? Um, and she argues that we know quite a lot more now about what does and doesn't work, and that you know the the, the nature of advocacy and campaigning has to shift and tackle deeper structural change, um, not just deal with the sort of froth of policies and politics and um, you know the more superficial stuff. And that if NGOs don't do it, bad guys will. So you know this is the kind of post-Trump. Uh, soul searching that's been going on, I think, in the NGOs about you know why did we neglect deeper shifts on things like populism and alienation and othering of uh, immigrants and concentrate too much on the on the sort of inside the beltway discussion on policy and uh, and, and spending. On Wednesday was uh, I, I put up my first. Uh, download piece from the Philippines, which is all about a really fascinating trip to Mindanao, the uh, part Muslim island in in the Philippines, which is just going through a really uh, interesting peace process at the moment. They had a peace agreement, which was um, uh, confirmed with a plebiscite earlier this year. They've now set up a new authority, a new uh, authority in the um, autonomous uh, region of Muslim Mindanao. And um, when I was there, it, it was only a brief visit, but we managed to spend time with local civil society organisations, one of the lo- one of the ministers, the minister for social welfare, just finding out what how they see this new stage, this new government. I mean, it was fascinating because it had concepts of Islamic accountability. So they're saying the civil society organisations were saying, "Well, look, our politicians are not just accountable to us; they're accountable to Allah." So if they uh, if they're corrupt or if they mess up, they will be accountable in the hereafter, which gives a whole new angle to accountability. And presumably, yeah, in a in a in a government which is uh, deeply Islamic, like the one that's being formed now, it's going to have much more traction than just secular laws and controls. So that's interesting. Um, the CSOs are going to play a huge role, um, and the minister confirmed this that they they are the eyes and ears. They're essential 
sort of um, uh, connector with the public, with the people. Um, extraordinary amount of uh, extraordinary role of women's leaders in this, both on you know, a, a grassroots level, um, the CSOs. I was very struck by the the, the level of self-confidence and education amongst all the people I was talking to. Everybody had been to university. Many of the CSO leaders had been fighters in the MILF, the, the Islamic Liberation Front. Um, and, uh, and of course, we got on to my, one of my hobby horses, which is the role of zakat, and whether zakat can become a, which is the, the, the Islamic tithing system, whether zakat can become a source of uh, funding for social progress. So that was just a really enjoyable day, and that, that was Wednesday's post. And then on Thursday, um, a, a wider piece about what do INGOs like Oxfam do in countries like the Philippines, which basically have enough money. You know, the government's problem is not raising money, it's spending it, it's, it's bureaucratic obstacles, it's institutional capacity, but it's raising a shed load of cash now compared to a few years ago. Um, so aid is really not that important. Uh, Space for civil societies closing down under the Duterte government. Um, so the you know, the argument is, well, then you need to try new things, be innovative, you know, do adaptive management, all these kind of things that people are talking about. How do you do that when ninety to ninety-five percent of your income is tied to specific projects, what we call restricted income? And I had a pod, did an interview, which is a gone up as a podcast with Lot Felisco who's the Oxfam country director in the Philippines, discussing the, the kind of incredible, difficult choices she faces and Oxfam faces. Yeah, the obvious answer is, let's raise money locally, let's get off aid. But actually, that's really difficult. And um, yeah, Save the Children managed to raise a couple of million dollars last year, but it was really difficult, and they had to spend a lot of money doing it. So is that, is that the answer, or what are the other alternatives? And then finally, um, just... In case you think um, social media is uh, uh, difficult or should be all confined to blogging, an amazing 45-second video, very schmaltzy, on how sharing uh, uh, care economy tasks, sharing the cleaning, sharing the washing, sharing the childcare actually improves your relationship. Oxfam did this, put it out, it's had 17.8 million hits on mainly on Facebook, which is the Philippines' drug of choice on social media. Um, uh, it just shows you if, you if you get the tone right and you make it popular, you get, and they've, they've had discussions between partners on social media saying, see, see, why don't you do more of this and this kind of question. Uh, most, uh, the majority of the people watching it were men. Really interesting. I, I mean, I, I'm not sure my feminist friends will be overwhelmed by the, um, the heteronormative quality of the, of, of the video, but it sure as hell's had impact, and that's a really interesting piece. So I'll uh, stop there. Have a good Easter.